Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back to wrap up our Michael Bay. He's made a bunch of Transformers movies. Caravan Cabbage <laughs> Special Edition episodes that we've been doing. We did it, James. Not I mean, yet. I was going to say, this is yeah. the start of the episode. We might still crack by the end of this. <laughs> if this never comes out, people will know. But you know what would get us through? Yes. A like, obviously. That gives us that oh, little that bit gives of That gives us the strength to push yeah. through. We're just imagining those likes coming at us. Yeah. Just like shrapnel. <laughs> That's right. You know, just like stray bullets. Which might be the name of some of the Decepticons. Shrapnel and stray bullets. Oh, who's your favourite? Who's your, Of this movie, who's your favourite new Transformer? Mine's Nitro Z. Use. Mine's the one who goes. Gah, 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 gah. Oh yeah, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that might be the same guy. You, no, you're thinking of Lady. Gah, 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 gah. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. So it's been 147 hours of these movies. It really has, hasn't well, it? Where, where are you at this point? Shattered. Shattered <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> you... This one, this one gives us a little variety. Sure. For a very specific reason. Now, James, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in the world, James. But here's one thing that I believe wholeheartedly with my entire body and soul. I could start a cult based on this. Okay. It's that the original script for this movie was a fantasy movie, like the finished script was a fantasy movie. It had nothing to do with Transformers at all, mm. and then they were added after the fact. Like I, an Arthurian legend? Yes. Turn modern day? I know this because if you take all the Transformers and all the transforming out of this movie, and there's not a lot of transforming to Ooh. take out, it's still a full movie. <laughs> not only that, it's specifically, it's a movie about a young woman who doesn't believe in the mythical history of England, who discovers that she is the descendant of Merlin and is therefore the only person who is capable of finding and wielding a magical staff that summons a dragon that saves the earth from monsters from another world. 
like it's a shorter movie and it's a better movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a shorter movie. I'll, a, yeah. I'll, I'll go with you on that. But and, and you might say, James, you might say, but this movie was produced in an era where Michael Bay had put together that kind of genius scriptwriter, whiz kid think tank specifically this for putting together for yeah. Transformers movies. But I think what happened is one day, like one Friday afternoon, Michael Bay was like, good hustle, everybody. All right, I'll see you back here on Monday with your completed Transformers 5 scripts. And one dude's like, oh, no, I've just been sitting up the back not doing anything. Uh, what do I do? And he, and he goes home and he just gets out his laptop and he's just got like a script, his passion project, and yeah. it's this fantasy movie about... It's a like, sequel to Guy Ritchie. He's King Arthur. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> Back in the habit. And he just goes through it and he just starts adding Transformers stuff. Yeah. He's like, okay, we're in a car chase. Let's just say some of them are Transformers. Yeah. We'll put them in a submarine. Let's say the submarine's a Transformer. Let's say the dragon's a tra- Who cares at this point? Just put it in. What's going on with that dragon? Can you explain that to me? Because the dragons look, can, can make their own decisions, right? But uh, they're controlled by the but staff. But they're controlled by the staff. Well, that's the thing. But they have to give you the staff. I'm saying that in the original version then it's not. It's just like a monster. Yeah, right. And the staff controls it. But if you add Transformers to it, who are sentient beings, who don't need to be controlled, you could just ask them to be nice and save the world. Yes. But they didn't take it out. See, that's the thing. What happened is this guy, midway through, like it's like Sunday afternoon and he's going through, and he's like, I can't take anything out now because this movie would then make less sense than it already does. Mm. And so he's just like, I'll just power on through. And then Monday morning, 9 a.m., he, he rocks up at the offices and he gives it to Michael Bay, this bloated, overstuffed, overlong monstrosity. He hands it to Michael Bay and Michael Bay flicks through it and he goes, perfect. <laughs> this is what Transformers movies are all about. Too much of everything all the time. Look, I think there's definitely some validity to that thinking. I think so. And this was the biggest budget one at this point in time. It was $217 million, but it also made the lowest amount of money at $605 million. People were tiring of these movies. That's right. It was considered a box office failure because it lost like $100 million. But the thing is, like you mentioned, they're spending money on the wrong things. Mm. There's amazing giant sets and structures and underwater traversal, and they recreate Stonehenge. So they can, so they can explode yeah. stuff around it. There's a medieval battle sequence, but it's like you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. What, you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. Why doesn't Optimus Prime transform in this movie at least once? Well, he, maybe he does behind some dust and dirt and smoke, <laughs> but we don't see it, do we? Yeah. I, and it starts again with that thing of like, you know history. You, you thought history. <laughs> right. You know how you know history. Yeah. And you thought history. But Transformers, maybe. Yeah, some right, of it. exactly, yeah. Yeah, we know. They've been here. They're in things. They're in everything, apparently. <laughs> they killed Hitler. Maybe they were Hitler. <laughs> I mean, there's some, again, there's interesting sequences. The battle sequence at the start, the medieval battle sequence, looks great. Yeah. The bit where Bumblebee is in World War Two, that looks great. Yep. But, I mean, they, they belong in... Maybe a TV series of this, like yeah. to, to cram it all into one movie. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I do have a bit of trivia, which I was going to say for later for our famous trivia section. Trivia all the time. We won't stop trivia forever. We'll die first before we stop doing <laughs> trivia. <laughs> so after the release of Age of Extinction, a writer's room was set up to plan a possible cinematic universe for the mm. mainline films. Two of the ideas pitched involved an Arthurian myth 
which mm. is probably a separate thing, yep. and one set in World War II, executive producer and director Michael Bay liked them so much that he decided to incorporate them into the script for this movie. Just smash just it put them on, Just take ideas that could be good ideas on their own and yeah. just jam them into just, this just, one. I mean, we had some characters that people didn't like in the previous movie, but Michael Bay's friends with Mark Wahlberg, so just put him in the start again. You could take the whole sequence at the start out. Mm. Like, Mark Wahlberg doesn't need to be in this. There are a couple of new supporting characters, his new couple of best friends. Because yeah, he melted this. the last one or whatever. Absolutely, and he nearly melts this one. But, I mean, you could just take that out because Mark Wahlberg's character, Cade Yeager, the great Cade Yeager, he's not necessary for this story at all. No. The only reason he's in this is that he gets a medallion talisman thing and it gets stuck on him. Yes. And then he goes through this movie grousing and complaining and yelling at people and fighting <laughs> robots until the end when the talisman turns into a sword and he blocks an attack with it, yeah. and that's it. That's right. That's all he does in this. Yes. It's, again, that thing of she's got a destiny because she's Merlin's ancestor or descendant, mm-hmm. and he's got a destiny because he's a knight. It's like, do you need both of them to have a, a different medieval destiny? You don't. Yeah. You don't. You also, because when that knight meets him on the ship and the knight's like, you're a good man, Cade Yeager, and gives him the medallion, and they run through later like the, the things that a knight needs to have, how they're brave and they're beautiful and they're, they've got <laughs> wonderful biceps and one of them is that they're chased and he's like I haven't had sex in a long time or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> you know that Mark Wahlberg yeah, 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 yeah. but does that mean that that particular transformer can tell when a person has had sex last is that how that works yep yep <laughs> What if some horrible incel stumbled across it? He turns into some, yeah, he turns into some sort of strange gynecological device. That's his. That's his alt mode. You don't see it, and you do not want to see it. <laughs> the other thing about this movie is it's just like Unicron. Yep. Unicron. I mean, I know also in Transformers Prime, the animated series, the Earth uh-huh. is Unicron, but but if you're going to put Unicron in it, I feel, it has to turn into a, a giant man. Right, exactly, a giant golden demon man. Why not? <laughs> I just Ridiculous. Oh, a couple of horns. Who cares? Nobody. Nobody cares. And then they're like, Cybertron's coming to Earth to drain the Earth of Cybertron, and Optimus Prime's like, what have you done to my world? Your world? You shoved it through a portal like two movies ago, remember? Right? Yeah. It's already, it already came to Earth. This, this literally happened two right? movies ago. I mean, I know it was a hundred. 40 hours ago but Jesus like yeah. they, they don't even remember the things that they're recycling there's a moment where Steve Bashimi, the robot's like this is Starscream's head that head exploded I saw that happen right? two movies ago yeah, yeah. they don't remember anything there's no continuity in this how can you establish this cinematic universe by the way you can't because this bombed horribly and potentially <laughs> killed this, this franchise in movies for a while even though Bumblebee did do a little bit better but none of this clicks together. No, absolutely not, no. Anyway, thank God for Cade Yeager. I agree. And thank God for Vivian Wembley. But what an awful pairing, quite the frankly. The worst pairing, absolutely. So she's the she's the descendant of Merlin. Yes. And so they've got to they've got to go on a uh, a fun, sexually charged journey across mm. England. Yeah, I guess they do. I've written here, uh, Laura Haddock, who's actually Peter Quill's mum in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. She has more chemistry with Kurt Russell, a man double her age with a CGI face whose character intentionally put a tumour in her head. I believe <laughs> that those, those two, yep. that, that relationship is beyond horrible is a better relationship than what we're getting here. Yeah, you here. can see how they got together. Like, yeah. you go, okay, well, they've got charisma and, and he, uh, Ego's a freewheeling travelling man, I guess. You see him just driving along in that convertible being like, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah. But there's moments where she's like, oh, who are you, American man? Where are you from? And he's like, I'm an inventor. And she's like, what did you invent? And he's like, things that you've heard of. Why would you say something so obvious and easily disproved? Because <laughs> all she has to obviously say next is, 
name a, a thing. Yeah. Like his ego Did you invent is the so, iPad? <laughs> yeah, that's right. His ego is so rampant yes. that he can't even just go, oh, actually, I repair and find Transformers. That's pretty good. It's good enough, actually. Right? Look, what I did invent is I invented in the last movie, I invented a, a robot that sort of fetches you beer. But in this, <laughs> I don't need it because there's little Transformers that get beer for me, so I've kind of given up. <laughs> you know what I liked about this movie uh, is that we, we discover that, uh, again, speaking of recurring characters, yeah. uh, well, look, Bumblebee's back. Yep. Uh, and he can break up into pieces and still fight, I mm. guess because that happened in Iron Man 3. That did happen in Iron Man so 3. So I guess Bay was like, put that in, why not? I've got a list of things that I think this movie Oh, okay, off. well, we'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, what I also enjoyed is that uh, in the last movie, obviously we got the Dinobots yeah. with the uh, you know legendary warriors of, of Cybertron of yore, uh, and the greatest, of course, is is Grimlock, mm. you know, the, the most fearsome warrior in the galaxy. And in this one, he's just a big dumb dog that eats cars because that's funny, I guess. <laughs> that is funny, Pretty good. I guess. Speaking of establishing continuity, I mean, that's perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. So as far as my list goes, the scavenger character who lives on her own in the junkyard, that's clearly Ray from Star Wars. She's even got a little BB-8. You oh, know that's I mean? true. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. To this movie's credit, it's less lecherous with young women than the previous ones have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. Right, sure. <laughs> it doesn't overtly sexualize. There's as still much some as the weird references, though. Oh, yeah. At one point, Wahlberg's like, hey, what are you doing? You're wearing a stripper dress? She's just wearing a dress. Yeah. But the difference in this one is why I say it's slightly less is she's like 32. And th- oh, that's course, the yeah. difference. Right, I'm not, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not much better, uh-huh. but that's the difference. So there's a gladiator esque opening battle sequence, which, by the way, you could just take all that out. You I'm don't saying, need that's any what of I'm that. saying, yeah. Yeah. It's obviously Suicide Squad with the introduction of Nitro Zeus and Teeth Chatter McGee or whatever we talked about. Mm-hmm. There's also Good Guy v. Good Guy, which Fast and Furious were doing at the time, and Captain America Civil War and Batman v. Superman. And I know films obviously borrow from other films all the time. Film and entertainment, pop culture in general, everything is built off the back of something else. It's a real melting pot it out is, there. But it's so blatant in this and not done well that it's it feels really egregious, mm, you know? I agree. Yeah. Anyway, Megatron's back, I guess. Is he the main bad guy? Maybe. <laughs> no, no, it's the lady robot who's in it, you know, yeah. once every hour. Yes, that's she's, right. She's in it. Yeah, she's once every hour, the same as Optimus Prime. <laughs> Why isn't he in these movies? I, I know, I feel like I've said this every video. Yep. How, how much is he in this? Uh, look, here's the thing I wonder. I, I wonder if Peter Cullen, voice of Optimus Prime, was like, I refuse to say most of Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, 
NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now, you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 
100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. The lines you've given me, <laughs> and so they just reduced his role. Like, like again, in previous movies, when, when various actors have have objected to what the what the movies are. They've just yeah. been written out completely. Mm. And you can't entirely write out Optimus Prime, but they've given their best shot at it. They I guess. certainly have. I also wonder, once again in this movie, Optimus Prime repeatedly busts out his famous catchphrase, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he was asked to do that many movies ago mm. and they were like, hmm, not quite good enough. Can you give us another take? And he ran it through like 10, 20, 30 oh, times yeah. and they're just putting in alternate takes you might be constantly. Because right. why else would he be always saying yeah. that? It's mean and rude. <laughs> quite frankly, it is. Also, the evil version of him... At one point he calls a, a, a Decepticon an ugly mess. Oh, that's <laughs> very rude. I mean, he does decapitate like seven at once or something. That's true also. And yes. that's rude mm. <laughs> in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Th- this movie was kind of sold on... Bumblebee versus Optimus, like you've never seen or whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how movies are. But they've also used all the tricks at this point, so I think that's why this one also didn't do as well. And also it didn't pander to the Chinese market like the previous one did, which probably accounts for box office, which we didn't really talk about last week. And then, of course, this is the bit that annoys me most about in terms of continuity. When Bumblebee, you know, finishes fighting Optimus Prime and they're like, we've had enough of a fight. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's enough fighting for the trailer. We can stop now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pretty much, yeah. He's like, Optimus, I'm your best friend. And Optimus is like, I haven't heard your voice since we were back on Cybertron. First movie! Mm-hmm. Remember the first movie? Yeah. You He's were like, in the first movie. Is it the same guy? Is that, is, that, is that what's going on here? I wish to stay with the boy, <laughs> yeah. is what he said. Yeah. yeah. Is it a different Optimus Prime every movie? Maybe. Is that why he doesn't remember anything? Is he getting his mind wiped like the Winter Soldier so he's insane? Oh, maybe he has like a loose battery pack wire or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> It getting... comes loose and then he's like, and he, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's and then when he comes to, he's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh. You know what else I'm sick of in these movies? What's that? Human characters, the main human characters, I should say, not getting smashed by robots by pure happenstance. Mm. Just wherever they're rolling, like a big fist or a foot just lands near them. They're in a Transformer. The Transformer transforms into a robot. They're flung into the air and like go over an overpass or under an underpass and then they're caught (laughs) by giant steel hands at the speed of a car (laughs) and they're just not smashed into paste. You're right. (laughs) I'm sick of it. But to be fair, in this movie, when uh, Tad Hamilton showed up, part of me was like, oh... An adult. Yeah. Like, a part yeah, of me yeah. was like, thank God Josh Demel's here. He's got like, so great at the temples. Yeah. He's got wisdom. This is a, this is a this fucking shit show, this, this whole thing. Thank God. If, Somebody if, who remembers the first movie yeah. is here. He's Everybody like shut him. up and de- well, I'll deal with this. Just <laughs> cool out. So how do you feel about Bumblebee's speech patterns in these movies Well, now? at this point, we didn't mention it last week, but I mean, at least one movie ago, he stopped speaking in meaningful songs from the radio. Yeah. And he just started speaking in movie quotes and like Def Jam comedy recordings yeah. and stuff like that. Um, he's the jerky boys. I guess he's the jerky <laughs> boys. Has he, has he found a satellite radio station that's just like offensive 
audio clips or something. At one point, he says to a, a character, quite early on, he says to a human character, he doesn't say, but he, he, he plays a clip, which I assume is from an old Western or something like that, and the line is, I'll burn you so bad you'll wish you died as a child. <laughs> Which, when you watch it, the movies, they, like this sort of stuff, like a lot of his stuff, is, a lot of a lot of his dialogue is kind of hard to pass when you're in a movie yeah. theater or something like that. But when you watch it at home on TV, I'm like, what did he say? And I wound it back, and I'm like, that's that's a horrible thing a to horrible say. Horrible thing to say, yeah. To your friends also, yeah. <laughs> Awful. I also think this movie is the one that Michael Bay realized in a PG movie you could say shit as many times as you want. Yeah, right. It's a shit of palooza, mate. Oh yeah. Ben's gonna put in a, a comp- compilation. The man who edits these videos, which by the way, he has to watch these more times than we do. I've apologized him <laughs> to him via via Twitter message a number of times, and he's like, "No, I like quite like rewatching these." And I'm like, "Do you? If that's what you want to believe." He's actually got a video coming up on on these very movies about a thing that he particularly enjoys. Oh, terrific. So, yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited. Look forward to that. One of my notes here just says, that submarine is a trampoline, I guess. And because I think my computer auto-corrected to trampoline, but it may as well be a trampoline. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because they're just like, did you know this is a transformer? Is it? Yep. Is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of vehicles and characters and objects in this movie that are they transform? Apparently, Sir Anthony Hopkins' walking stick like it transforms into a gun. So, is it a transformer that hasn't spoken <laughs> for decades, or is it just a transforming? Is it made of transformium? It's hard to hard to t- like. But his companion is Cogman. Yes, who I quite uh, like. Cogman. You of course because he's a weird <laughs> metal psychopath. Yes, I, again, I think in the original script he was probably like a medieval suit of armor yeah right it was possessed by the spirit of galahad or something yeah. let's say galahad let's say galahad yeah why yeah. not but now um, they're just like what if c-3po was a psychopath right which by the way they've already done in comics and allegedly in this movie he's a headmaster which means Ugh. in the context of transformers he would transform into the head of a larger transformer yes. which would then transform into a vehicle a but toy nev- was released yeah but we never saw the we never no. saw it actually happen in the movie he's just driving a regular car <laughs> There's a lot of driving a regular car in this. Again, isn't it's there? just it's just a car it's just regular car chase and they were like, Well let's say that one's a that one's an Autobot, hey? Let's say Let's say that. Why not, you know? Yeah. At one point, Cogman and Anthony Hopkins mm. they jump from their normal car to a decoy car and, and Anthony Hopkins says, Oh, Cogman, you've parked the decoy car a long way away and it's like in the middle of the street with both its doors open. And I'm like <laughs> That's the Cogman I know though. What, so what did what did you do, Cogman? Did you did you drive a car out to the middle of London in the middle of the night so no one could see you're a robot man and then park it in a city square with the doors open and then just <laughs> left it there till daytime? What, how did nobody steal it? I, I don't know. Did he park it there? Is it a Transformer? Maybe it's a Transformer. You, may, you right. might have called it. I don't know. <laughs> I like the way you told off Cogman like he worked for you then. You're like, what did you do, Cogman? Cogman? What have you done? But then what I'm are like, you up to this but time, then I'm Cogman? Like, I can't stay mad at you, Cogman. I really like the design of Cogman, like that clockwork mm. man thing. He would be better in a non-Transformers movie. Yeah. Cogman Begins, maybe. <laughs> yes. I'd watch Cogman Begins. Look, here's some stuff that I enjoyed in this movie. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the scene in which uh, Kate Yeager and... Uh, and, and uh, what's, the, what's the lady's name? Vivian Wembley. <laughs> I really enjoyed the scene in which Kate Yeager and Vivian Wembley go to her palatial castle estate and have to look for the, the clue that her father left her 
in order to uh, mm. in order to find the the last night and the Merlin and the staff and the blah blah blah. One because again, Kate Yeager entirely unnecessary. Just say her father left her a necklace or something like that. It's fine. No, uh, it's in a book or something. Two, I look. I enjoy. I enjoyed the fact that they they they're up in the room and they're smashing stuff to bits and it sounds very Randy baby. It's very British. Because it, it's a very served, British. Yeah. It's very British farce slash Austin Powers. But I also like the idea that that's how Michael Bay thinks academic research is performed. <laughs> <laughs> like when he imagines, it's like you know when when Homer thinks the opera is like a bear driving a little car. Michael Bay thinks that academic research is you just open drawers and empty them on the ground and smash things until an answer is presented to you. <laughs> yeah, it's the Indiana Jones school of archaeology. Speaking of, I also enjoyed the part where they both they end up at the the secret underground underwater spaceship where Merlin has has been entombed and they open up his tomb and they're like, oh, we were looking for a Transformers staff and he's just a regular staff. <laughs> we're so mad. He flips out. He's like, how can this be? So, What are we even doing? Like he loses it. <laughs> calm down, Mark Wahlberg, for a second. Mark Wahlberg, calm down for a sec. Take a breath. Remember, you're in a world of Transformers. You're in a Transformers spaceship. You're looking for a Transformers artifact. Consider for a moment... You might have transformed into something else, like a stick. <laughs> or something else. We okay, buddy? All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's Freaking, a mor- I mean, he's a moron. He's a moron, right? yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, look, I've got a note here. It says Megatron refers to Starscream as his old treacherous friend. Yeah, yeah. He's treacherous in the cartoons. He's very loyal in the movies. <laughs> yes, that's true, yeah. Loyal to a fault. Mm. You know, his head exploded in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another great quote from the greatest hero of them all, Optimus Prime, at one point. After like laying a beat down on a lot of the other characters, he says, "My brothers, I will never betray you again." Cool, <laughs> that's great, man. Great, great stuff. Thanks, that's really, thanks, thanks pal. Yeah. We, we believe you. I mean, I don't, I don't take much solace in that. If yeah, I'm honest. I mean, you've said a lot of stuff in these movies and really haven't backed it up with with much action. But all right, <laughs> yeah. So it's trivia time, Mason. I'm ready. Hot trivia. Uh, actually, one trivia because we've said other trivia's already. Okay, well, one I'm, trivia I'm, I'm, time. Well, one trivia time. Well, I have. I also have maybe one more trivia. Two trivia time. Everyone. No, no, it's one trivia time. We're going to do do it separately. Okay, good. We're going to have the graphic twice. <laughs> okay, what? One trivia time. Here we go, James. Off you okay. go. Hot Rod, who's in this movie, by the way. Yep. Hot Rod's French accent was executive producer and director Michael Bay's idea as he thought it would give Hot Rod a unique character. Or, you know, give him, like, a personality or a motivation or, like, a like a face. Like, you can recognise. James, he does have a personality. He has a French gun. is not a personality. No, James. He has a gun that slows down time. That's his oh, personality. Yeah. Where's that technology been? Right? <laughs> Why is he the only one that has it? <laughs> well, again, it's like Optimus Prime being able to fly for no reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, and also... It- Second trivia. Different section, though. One trivia time. Here's one trivia time. Uh, throughout the course of the movie, Bumblebee's doors sometimes mm. open like a regular car door and sometimes they open up like upwards, like a fancy Lamborghini or something sure. like that. And some might say, well, that's probably a production error. You know, they've got a couple of different versions of the car. And they've just they've just mucked it up in in editing. Yeah. But I say uh, that's Bumblebee just trying to squeeze some enjoyment out of his life by annoying all of his passengers. Because <laughs> every time he'd get in, and when you'd be like, "Okay, time to get out of this car," get you, get you. Bumblebee, <laughs> God damn it! Oh, yeah. I can't stay mad at you. Yeah. Oh wait, yes I can because that died as a child line from earlier. <laughs> really offensive, man. I'm still mad about it. Sometimes the windscreen flips up. You have to climb in over the bonnet to get <laughs> right. in. Uh-huh. He's a lunatic. Also, you don't get this effect as much watching it at home. But the aspect ratio on this is a nightmare. I don't know what version you watched, but it jumps like shot to shot oh. between IMAX and Regulo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's 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 headache inducing. Oh no! It's way worse in the cinema, but it's like pick one, 
He, like, you know, when Christopher yeah, right. Nolan does it, he'll do like this section is in IMAX. Uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not between shots, just interiors in an office. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, right. Uh huh. Ugh. Good stuff. Yeah. This one more than the others, even though they've done it a little bit, it feels so much like it's setting up for a sequel. Like, oh my God, and I know, yes. like, the first one had, like, Starscream's gone into space. What's going to happen na- next? <laughs> Devastator, whatever. That's yeah, what yeah. happens. But it really feels like, don't even worry about it. Because you thought you were going to get Unicron, and you're an idiot for thinking that. That's but, right. But next movie, you won't be an idiot for buying a ticket that time, probably. Mm, that's yeah. right. You thought you thought Quintessa was gone for good, but she's back, and she's a babe. Am I right? <laughs> you Fellas? are right. Yeah. Mm-mm. Gemma Chan, she's good. I like her. Yep. I forgot she was in this. Hate it. It's not as weird as some of the previous ones, yep. in particular number four. Mm. But I, I hate it. I hate it. It's, it's bad. It's one of it's one of the worst. Yeah. I mean, again, it's tough to gauge these. They're all kind of. They're all one of the worst, aren't they? <laughs> and a lot of people have asked. Also, are you going to come back and do Bumblebee? Not next week. It's a different continuity. Yeah. We will. We will do it at some point. We'll probably pair that with like the the original animated movie and maybe some Beast Wars stuff. But and the reason is because it's good. Yeah. From some of it's good, at it's least, better, isn't it's it? It's way better than yeah. this. It's, it's what the first one should have been, Yeah, I definitely. Feel. And again, uh, look, if, if you really want to know our thoughts on it, we did an episode of our podcast, The Weekly Planet, That's about right. it some time ago when it came out. It's nice to know which Transformers are which in it. It certainly it's is. It's pretty cool. And next week, though, we will be coming back, because leading up to Tenet, or Tenet, Tenets, Tenets, mm-hmm. we're going to do some Christopher Nolan classics, aren't we? That's right, we are. Which ones? What are we going to start with? Are we going to start with The Prestige? Yeah, probably, I get. Yeah, maybe. Oh, God, are we? <laughs> Great. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Subscribe if you do want to see that. These come out every Tuesday. And these videos here all the time, isn't there? Yeah. Too many. But if you do want these early, you can actually go to bigsandwich.co, sign up, bonus podcasts, audio commentaries, early videos. What else do you want? What else do you want? Just fistfuls of cash? We'll do it. We'll do it. Sign up. Nine bucks a month. We'll give you more of that in just physical money. (laughs) Deliver it to your house. That's it. But thank you for sticking uh, with us through these. (laughs) People loved them. People have enjoyed this trip down memory lane. And look, we bitch and we whinge and we moan. Like a real Mark Wahlberg. That's right. End of sentence. (laughs) Oh, there's more? Okay. But... People watch these and mm. they enjoy them and they say nice things and we really appreciate having an audience to do and this. And you know what? Because may- we, we'd be doing this anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With nobody listening. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you know what? At the end of the day, they may not be the most intelligently written movies. They may not be the cleverest movies. They may not be the most fun movies. Anyway, that is the end of that sentence. That's <laughs> all I have. <laughs> so thanks for your support, guys. See you next time. Grab that jab, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.